can do the voice. You know what? You see us, we in the session turning up. You got 10 minutes. If you fuck up my nigga's vibe, I'm gonna fuck you up. So let's get this going like right now. Oh, this is incredible. I can't believe that we're here. Damn, son. Where'd you find that? Damn, now figure us, man. Okay, folks, we're back live from the finals or the semifinals Sunday night, final day of the semifinals. And oh, man, is it a nail biter? I'm still standing. Charlie, there's I, I want to tell you about a really sweet situation uh, before we got onto the pod. So essentially, it's 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 a uh, coming down to Cole having Beauvillier and me having Pollock and Palmieri in this New York Islanders versus the Toronto Maple Leafs game. And essentially, whoever gets the most goals and assists or power play assists is going to win. As far as I can tell. Anyways, uh, so Beauvillier scores a goal, power play goal. And like these stats categories, I'm telling you, are tied with me and him. So I'm going, oh, no. He's going to be up in goals. He's going to be up in points. He's going to be up in power play points. I'm so, yep. so sad. And then I see who it was assisted by. Pollock and Palmieri giving me two power play assists. Pretty good. Yeah. What do you mean? Pretty good. Probably the best turn Can't of complain. events of all time. Yeah. So now I'm so up. Can't complain. Now I'm back to being up again. I was I was down eight to four. Now I'm up six to five. <sighs> oh, I'm nice. still standing, that man. These a, Sundays have been big for me. These Sundays, I'm telling you. A, yeah, a huge swing in your favor, actually. I'm still standing. So say so I uh, I streamed Victor Olafson today with m- pretty much the only pickup that I had uh, to use today. Yeah. He got two goals, both of them on the power play. So Tyler and I, uh, or Mark Land Thrashers rather, and I, our week is very close. Right now I'm winning six to five. Mm-hmm. I have six games remaining to the Thrashers, four games. We're tied in assists and power play points. Mm-hmm. One more game winning goal than myself. So I'm hoping I can grab some of those stats with guys like Falk, Nylander, Boldy, Terry, and Thomas still playing. Yeah. Interesting move yeah. by Tyler not um, putting in Campbell. Campbell. I, I think he didn't want to risk uh, his goals against average and say percentage getting smoked, yeah. but I started UC Saros tonight and he let in four goals on 20 shots. So mm. probably would have been fine for him either way. Yeah. The Nashville Predators getting lit up by the St. Louis Blues. It's eight to three right now. Five minutes left in the third um, this Minnesota game a nail biter. Yeah, it's really just gonna come down to Paul because Anton Liddell, who was streamed, if you're listening to our Friday episode or no, our Thursday episode, you would have heard me live pick up Anton Liddell for this Sunday game in particular, and uh, he got two goals plus two, including a short-handed goal, uh, five shots on goal and two blocks. I mean it's just beautiful 
music to music to my ears. But uh, we're going to be forward looking regardless if we actually make it through the rest of today or not. Charlie has compiled a list of players. Let's just go through the uh, the typical opening for our show. Okay, folks, we're back and so are you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Stream Strategy Fantasy Hockey Podcast brought to you by PuckLegends.ca. The fantasy hockey stream strategy is designed to find maximum value in the upcoming NHL schedule. Streaming for fantasy hockey means that we pick up players for a short period of time to maximize starts. Uh, Charlie has compiled a list of players that we deem are worth consideration for pickup for the following week. This would be the finals week. For yeah. the Good Fantasy Hockey League as well as our Keep League. And maybe some of you folks, I know that some of you that are like on the Keeping Carlson side of things may have already be wrapped up. And that sucks. But maybe you can live through our excitement vicariously by listening to this and paying attention. You can listen to the podcast wherever you're listening to it here and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Make sure that you check out the Reddit texts posts where you can read everything that we talk about today. To get that, digest that information even faster. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a uh, Reddit. You can just find it on the fantasy hockey or slash fantasy hockey and where the user, a good hockey pod. That's right. Okay, cool. Uh, let's jump right into the schedule for part one of this two week final week. So we're only looking at part one, the first week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday are your all nights. More than half of the teams in the league are playing on these nights. So this is your typical NHL schedule. Maybe Sunday is usually an off night, but yeah. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are off nights. Less than half of the teams in the league are playing. Monday, six games. Tuesday, 10. Wednesday, four. Thursday, 11. Friday, four. Saturday, 12. Sunday, 11. So the off nights, Monday, six. Wednesday, four. Friday, four. Good schedules. The Arizona Coyotes have four games, including three off nights, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. Colorado Avalanche, three games, four off nights. That's that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I guess they have the Sunday. They have the Sunday. Yeah. But with 11 games, it's not an off night. Seattle Kraken, four games, three off nights. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they got the back-to-back on Saturday. And Washington Capitals, four games, three off nights, and they got the Sunday. So best schedule for this week are the Coyotes, the Avalanche, the Kraken, and the Capitals. Some other teams Mm -hmm. with good schedules this week are the Chicago Blackhawks, the Edmonton Oilers, the Ottawa Senators, and the Vegas Golden Knights, as well as the Dallas Stars. All those teams have at least two off nights. Sometimes they have four games. Sometimes they have three games. Go check out what works for you. Bad schedules. Avoid the Anaheim Ducks, Buffalo Sabres, LA Kings, the Predators, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Jets. All of those teams have no off nights Three or two Mm-mm-mm. games only, and most of them are matchups. We have the Buffalo Sabres of having okay matchups, but otherwise, yeah. we have them listed as tough <clears throat> matchups. As always, all our info is sourced from Yahoo Fantasy Public Leagues, The Score, Frozen Jewels, and DailyFaceOff.com. Charlie, let's move into the streamers. Jumping right into the Arizona Coyotes 
Matthias Macelli or Macelli, not quite sure how to pronounce his, that last name, M-A-C-C-E-L-L-I. He's playing up on their first forward line and first power play unit, season ranking 903, rostered in 0% of leagues. Nick Schmaltz also on the first forward line, first power play unit, rostered in 25% of leagues with a season ranking of 284. Also Shane Ghosty Bear, one of the best defense uh, streamers out there. First defensive line, first power play unit, second PK unit, season ranking 297, rostered in 40% of leagues. Looking over at the Chicago Blackhawks, we got Dylan Strom on the first forward line, first power play unit, rostered in 24% of leagues with a season ranking of 276. Taylor Radish also got some first power play time. He's on their second forward line, rostered in 1% of leagues with a season ranking 420. Charlie, before you go on, can I butt in really quickly? Go for it. Okay, so the New York Islanders just scored. It seems like it was Jean-Gabriel Peugeot from Casey Sezikis. So I don't know if that's fantasy relevant for either of us. But right now, the Minnesota Wild are in overtime against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, We don't want an overtime goal here from Ryan Hartman. We really, Uh, really don't want that. Overtime goal from Kevin Fiala, assisted by Jared Spurgeon. Yeah, I also have Zuccarello, so a goal and assist from Zuccarello would be fantastic. But that game-winning goal stat is elusive, neither... Uh, my team, Norcool, has managed to get a game-winning goal throughout this entire week. It's an elusive category. So if the Zuck could pick one up right now, or Spurgeon, or... Yeah, sure. Maybe a Fiala and Boldy want to oh, no, assist I was on letting, I was letting you know about the OT winning goal. It's uh, Fiala scores his 30th goal of the season, assisted by Frederick Goudreau and Jared Spurgeon. Oh, he actually and that's, he scored? That's the game winner in the Minnesota Wild Sharks game. What? I'm watching this stream, and I guess this stream is delayed. A little bit behind. Oh, I just watched it. I just watched it. Crazy. So let me go back. Tell me again who got the assists. Spurgeon and Goudreau. All right. Okay. That's fantastic. I like the assist from from Spurgeon, I believe. Yeah, that puts me up in the assist categories as well. I'm now up 7-5 against Cole's crazy team. And his hopes of getting a game-winning goal have been diminished as now it is only Anthony Beauvillier who could possibly get a game-winning goal. And he has already scored in this game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's his 12th goal of the season, first point in 10 games. So I don't know if he's going to get a multiple-goal game tonight. Would be, things, would be surprising. Things are looking good, yeah. It's crazy because like as soon as, as uh, I comprehended what you were telling me, I watched it happen. Great shot from Fiala. Pretty nutty. Yeah, and this Nashville Predators game is about to run up as well. I think as long as uh, as long as Duchesne and Johansson don't get any more points, that's all I care about. Yeah, pretty sure. I'm feeling I'm feeling good right now. Came down to the wire, right, that always some, does. But yeah, that's good news. That's just some <laughs> good news, some digression. Charlie's going to bring us back to the streamers. Jumping back into the last streamer from the Chicago Blackhawks, I got Alex Vlasic on my list. He's up on their first defensive line and second PK unit, rostered in 0% of leagues. Season ranking 1009 because he's a new addition to their lineup. Just a, a deployment play there. 
Looking over at the Colorado Avalanche, Valerie Nachushkin has a lot of value on the first forward line, first power play unit. Mm-hmm. Season ranking 112, rostered in 33% of leagues. Also, Arturi Lekkanen, second forward line, first power play unit, rostered in 3% of leagues. Season ranking 305. I like Josh Manson on the second defensive line, second PK unit, rostered in 7% of leagues. And of course, Pavel Francouz, season ranking of 88, rostered in 33% of games. He is the backup goalie, yep. but Colorado has four games this week. I expect he'll start one of those. Yeah, the problem with Francouz is you actually kind of have to stream snipe him now. Earlier in the season, yep. Kemper didn't have as much confidence from the coaching staff, and you're seeing a more 50-50 split if... If even more favored in Francis, and maybe that was because Kemper was going through some injury stuff that we just don't know about because we're not from Denver, so we don't fanboy yeah, over that avalanche that hard. Uh, but yeah, man, I ended up having to drop Francis. I know I was really high on him earlier this year. Sometimes you just get attached to these players, you know. But you have to be cutthroat and say, even though he's ranked sub one hundred, uh, he just like hasn't got a game in the past two weeks, really, and. Mm-hmm. Forwards could be playing four games in that time, so I ended up doing something like that. Yeah, I do not blame you at all. Cool. Looking at the Dallas Stars, Dennis Gurionov on the second forward line, second power play unit rostered at 9% is some good value. Season ranking 316. I don't mind Alexander Radulov on the first power play unit, third forward line. Season ranking 592, rostered in 33% of leagues. Ryan Suter, first defensive line, second power play unit, second PK unit, rostered in 19% of leagues is good value as well. And Scott Wedgwood, he is the backup goalie for the Dallas Stars. He's rostered in 9% of leagues with a season ranking 272. Uh, not a bad option. He's done He's done an all right job for the Stars so far. Looking at the Edmonton Oilers, we got Yesapulia Harvey on the first forward line with no specialty deployment, which seems very weird to me that he wouldn't be on either power play unit. Rostered in 22%, season ranking 183, playing alongside McDavid is very nice though. Kyler Yamamoto, second forward line, second power play unit, and first PK unit, rostered in 13% of leagues, season ranking of 318. We also got Duncan Keith rostered in 12% of leagues, second defensive line, second power play unit, and second PK unit. And uh, after back-to-back shutouts for Mike Smith, it would be hard to not mention him as a streaming option. Rostered in 50% of leagues. I want to say he's the 1A goalie for Edmonton, but honestly, I have no idea. More of like a 50-50 Yeah, honestly, fuck Mike Smith. Yeah, really screwed my week. I almost picked him up today or yesterday. But uh, f- but I missed it, and for that reason, fuck Mike Smith. I wish you picked him up instead of he's a, the Mark Yeah, Thrasher. he's a stream snipe only. That's what I would say, so pay attention to starting lines. Yeah. Not worth holding. Moving over to the Ottawa Senators, there are <laughs> a lot of players on this team that are pretty low rostered with some good deployment. The first one is the Connor Brown on the first forward line, second power play unit, first PK unit, rostered in 7% of leagues. Mm-hmm. Season ranking 442. Alex Formanton, season ranking 402, rostered in 2% of leagues on the second forward line, second power play unit, second PK unit. I'm liking Tim Stutzla a lot. He's been very, very hot for the last month or so. Yeah, all close to a point per game. He's got a season ranking 125, rostered in 41% of leagues, second forward line, first power mm-hmm. play unit with no PK time. Yeah. 
Eric, Eric Brandstrom up on that first defensive line and first power play unit since Shabbat is out is some pretty decent value rostered at 1%. And Anton Forsberg, if you need a goalie streamer, his season ranking 123 rostered in 37% of leagues is some decent value as well. Yeah, I think his contract... I don't know if it's up, but I feel like he's going to stick around with the Senators. But if they look nice the next year defensively, or if he moves to yeah. a more established team, that could be a lot of value. He's been playing fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would just like to mention Stutzla has looked fantastic. And whether he's fantasy relevant or not, totally this year, he's just such an exciting player. If you're from the Ottawa area, we were watching for sure. the Leafs for sure. versus Senators game the other night. Uh, with Carter, he's not too big in hockey, but he'll watch, right? And he kept going, "Yo, who's number eighteen on uh, Ottawa? Like this guy is, this guy is working." And it's it's Timmy Stutzla. Yeah, and he's like, he's not a big guy, he's not a heavy guy, but if you look at his stat sheets, he's got two blocks, a hit or two a game. You know, like he plays both ends of the ice and still looks amazing as a playmaking center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I, if I was more of a Senators fan, I would be very excited that Timmy Stutzla was on my team. Yeah, it kind of sucks fantasy you can't like, do like, takeaways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's good with those. Eh? Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. Taking <laughs> taking a look at the, at the uh, Seattle Kraken, we got a rookie at the top of this list. Matty Beneers has played two games in the NHL. He has two points, including a goal and a power play point. Got a hot mom, too. Rostered in... Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Rostered in 2% of leagues on the first forward line and first power play unit. He is centering both of them. That's a lot of value. Season ranking 913 is not indicative of his play. He's only played two games. Ryan Donato on the first forward line, second power play unit. Rostered at 1% is a good amount of value considering his play recently. Jordan Eberle also on that first forward line, first power play unit. Season ranking 394. Rostered in 17% of leagues. I'm also taking a look at Adam Larson for peripherals, more specifically hits, rostered in 11% of leagues, first defensive line and first PK unit. And finally, Vince Dunn, season ranking 448, rostered in 26% of leagues, first defensive line, first power play unit. Yes, sir. Let's move on. The Vegas Golden Knights are lacking in value since the majority of their good top six forwards are rostered pretty high up. But Evgeny Dadanov on the first forward line and first power play unit is pretty good deployment. Season ranking 203, rostered in 15% of leagues. Not bad. I also like Nicholas Waugh. He's up on that first forward line alongside Dadanov and Eichel. Second power play unit, first PK unit as well, rostered in 5% of leagues. Braden McNabb is some good opportunity for peripherals like hits and blocks. Rostered in 13% of leagues, he's on the first defensive line and first PK unit. And finally, from the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm taking a look towards Chandler Stevenson. Season ranking 181, second forward line, second power play, and PK units. Rostered in 47%. Chandler. Chandler. Yep. Washington Capitals are a similar story to Vegas. Connor Sheary is kind of comparable to a Nick Waugh or Evgeny Dadanov, rostered in 2% of leagues, first forward line with no specialty deployment. Marcus Johansson on the second forward line, second power play unit, rostered at 1%, season ranking 588. I'm also taking a look at Anthony Mantha. Season ranking 563, rostered in 25% of leagues, third forward line, second power play unit. Uh, Martin Verhavery, 
always a consideration as a streamer for the Capitals on the first defensive line, second power, second PK unit, rostered in 14% of leagues, season ranking 258. And Dmitry Orlov, no specialty deployment, but that second defensive line deployment is not bad. Rostered at 40% might be a little high, but yeah, he was good early on in the season. I could see him bouncing back and having a nice streak for the last week. Yeah, I agree. Those are all the streamers that we got for part one of uh, the, the playoff final. So. Oh, man. Well, I don't really have much wood to knock on in the room that I'm sitting. Actually, yeah, I see a piece of a material that's made out of wood. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be us in the finals. The only thing that would stop that at this point is Anthony Beauvillier. Uh, getting t- an assist and a game-winning goal. Yeah, that's what to say. Uh, uh, and from and or uh, Pelik or Mikheyev getting, getting an, assist. an assist or power play point or power play point. Yep, that's and pretty much at it. that same time, Harry and Nylander not getting any power play points or assists or assists. Exactly. Terry already has two goals uh, six minutes into this game against Columbus. So we'll see. We'll see what the rest of that night well, looks like. Needs an assist. I would just like to shout out Gavrikov, who with this apple uh, definitely solidifies. Okay, I'm going to go knock Big. on the wood right now. Big off. Yeah, I'm knocking, I'm knocking right here too. Yep. My, uh, my stream strategy this week is a little tricky. Uh, I'm all, I'm still a holder of Valeri Nachushkin. Yeah. So obviously just keep him. Otherwise, I, I'm going to be taking a look at like Nick Schmaltz. But I'm not sure how much I like the Arizona Coyotes, especially after their last two games. So on the other hand, Matty Beneers is in consideration. And I'm also taking a look at Evgeny Dadanov. I don't want to use too many of my pickups at the start of this week. Yeah. Because I want to make sure I have a couple for uh, the part two. Yeah, I totally agree. I'd probably give a look at whoever is highest up in the Colorado Avalanche roster. Uh, I think we should also note that we had a nice battle in the keeper, but I don't know that it's possible. No, I think it's far to reach at this for point. For you uh, to make it up. Yeah, we would have had to see a Campbell shutout. Indeed. Oh my god. Yeah, Campbell Campbell would have had to get a shutout. Maybe Campbell and Sorokin both getting shutouts, and then it goes to a shootout uh, shootout win. That probably would have changed changed a lot. Yeah, well, honestly, and because it's categories league, only one of them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, dude, this is sick. This is uh, yeah. like Cinderella's story, it seems. We're going to be up against each other in the stream strategy. Since you do the research, you're going to have the cutting edge ahead of me. So maybe I'm going to have to do some insider research. Some, yeah. Damn. Some some pre-search. Yeah. All right, folks. This episode right, has folks. been sponsored by the I Don't Know Much podcast. Check it out if you'd like public health and science stuff. And you want to see a science-based approach thing. Folks, you got to trust the science. Okay. I, can, I don't know what else to say about that. It's also by, brought to you by PuckLunchers.ca. You already know that it's a Canadian-based hockey apparel brand that provides fans with vintage designs on quality products. You already know that their products look similar to consumer memorabilia. 
but instead they feature hockey iconic legends instead of musicians. Uh, these legends include Gordie Howe, Mary Lemieux, Joe McGinley, Mark Messier, Nick Lidstrom, and Willie O'Ree. Check them out at pucklegends.ca. It's not fast fashion. They use recycled materials for their clothing, so your girlfriend cannot be on your ass about all the fabrics. And they are printed and sourced in developed parts of the world such as so like if you order from the usa you're going to get a shirt that's made in the usa same thing if you're ordering from germany uh some orders from germany recently you will have that shirt printed in germany uh, no child labor involved in the creation of this pro of these products no harmful materials Unreal. that we know of just recycled materials and pucklegends.ca you can use the code that you see on their website banner for free shipping Great for Father's Day, folks. Make your daddy love you by buying him a cool t-shirt. Honestly, buy yourself a t-shirt. They're like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something. So it's like the cost of like a night out in Uber. An Uber home from downtown on a Friday Straight night. Straight up. Instead, you can if you're you lucky, can, you can get a piece of apparel that you'll wear for, I don't know, ever. All right. All right, folks. Take care. Keep tuning in. Peace.